Welcome back, pop culture fans, to a brand new podcast episode for Quality Check Podcast. It's your boys coming to you, and this is yours truly, Daniel Posey, one of your hosts, and joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. It's February 28th, the day that we're recording on, the last day of February. You can't see it, but right now I am bowing down constantly, saying thank you, thank you. It's the end of February. February always is like the crappiest month, I feel. It's the shortest and crappiest. You think that's worse than January? Yeah, and especially this year, I feel like especially movies and TV shows, well, I kind of withdraw some of that. Movie-wise, January wasn't bad. Like, there was some good stuff. Um, Some good stuff and... Well, yeah, February yeah. kind of blew. Yeah, February just kind of like, it was the runoff from diarrhea that you just <laughs> you got that you're dealing with it. Um, it was Feige, Feige's wet fart was oh. basically the month of February. The, now, if we're not going pop culture, and this is just truly the stupidest way to <laughs> ever start a podcast, because no one cares. It's like when we talk about the weather, which... <laughs> It's like 80 degrees outside right now in February. Which month is the worst? Because August comes to mind. Uh, January and February and March. Like, I hate the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then April's okay, and then May starts feeling like summer. I'm not a big spring guy. I think that's what it is. Mm, yeah. Well, see, the, my problem is, obviously, it's the whole allergy problem, which I started laughing at the beginning of this. Yeah, we're not, because, we're not kidding. And that's allergies. it, 100%, because I was like, I'm not going to bring this crap up. But it is funny because I was uh, starting to cough a little bit. I'm like, you know what time that? What time of year that good is? Lord. Uh, but we're good. We're good. We're okay. Um, I'm not hacking up along. Uh, not yet. That'll come probably in the next uh, recording. But yeah, overall, though, the, the start of this year has been kind of weird. It's like a roller coaster. We went up and it was a fun little drop. And then, boy, did we drop because ever since it's been uh, pretty tepid. We've had, I've really been enjoying it, but The Last of Us. Uh, that was one of my picks from last month, and then you just started it, and you're in episode three, which is hailed as like one of the best episodes of TV in a long time, and maybe ever. It was great, yeah. So I did the first three super fast. I know this <laughs> watching this kind of stuff ever make you go, I kind of want to see how I could do in those situations. <laughs> All the times. Like how long would I survive? I think I could do pretty well. Yeah, my family's got a running gag where it's like, uh, how well would you do in this situation? And like it's an apocalyptic movie and say, like, would you do okay here or what? And so especially in uh, that third episode, it's like, man, Bill, without giving any spoilers, the character Bill had it together. Um, he he was primed and ready and just waiting for that moment. Man, and the montage of him just basically on a shopping spree was truly incredible and something that i instantly just was like rewind back to the beginning of that part (laughs) i bring up you know being i'm not the only person that's a homeowner but having a home and then like going to lowe's every weekend for some reason seeing him shopping at home depot i was like (laughs) oh that'd be so much fun to just go stock up i don't know like that it's still though when you see something like that play out and especially how that episode played out it's like I kind I kind of want this to be a virtual reality experiment, but speaking of a virtual reality experiment, we are of course I brought it up saying that uh, we're talking about uh, Last of Us was one of my picks for the month of February. We are talking about March picks, so our three most anticipated things happening 
in the month of March. And I'm right. I'm actually looking forward to this month. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for it. So I think, should we begin? Yeah. March is the best yeah, so far. Not, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm actually, I am excited, stoked for it. Um, so let's go ahead and start. And uh, Drew, what's, what, what's, uh, what do you have to start for the month of March? Making me go first. So I have Ooh. obviously three picks, but Ooh. I have nine honorable mentions that we can go over Jeez. at the end. We don't have to like, we're not going to dive into it, but there's a ton of stuff in March. Yeah. This is a beautiful month. Numero three, though, is the dreaded music pick. <laughs> and I <laughs> I truly hate picking music, but this is at least a band that I think a lot of people know. Uh, it's Fall Out Boy's upcoming eighth album called So Much for Stardust, and it hits stores and streaming on March 24th. Their last one came out in tw- uh, 2018. It was more electro-pop experimental stuff, and they say this one is back to being more guitar-driven, which I'm stoked for. I actually really loved the last one. I think I just said that. Did I just say that? Did I say that twice? Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of that one. I'm, I'm excited to hear them be more rock and roll like they used to be. They've released two singles so far. I've only listened to one. I'm going to try to go in pretty fresh. And the one track I've listened to has been on steady repeat for the last month. You know what? I'm a fan. I'm I, I am a fan of that of theirs as well. And I saw that this was coming out. And I, when you mentioned that you would end up having a music pick, I uh, I assumed that it would be this. But man, this this will be a fun one that I can't wait to end up playing on the bike whenever I get out more during uh, the warmer warmer months. Uh, and I think I, I will end up having a re-listen of like their entire discography as well, leading up to this album. Or at least I'll listen to this, and then I'll go back and and listen to all of their other albums because they're a fun group. They're a fun group to end up just listening and uh, especially kind of seeing some of the evolution that they've done. Yeah, it's fun. I do appreciate it. Anytime I do music, you always have something to say. And I can't say that I do that with you. Uh, a lot of times I'm just like, I've either never heard of it or I don't like it, and it's the end of the conversation. So I have or- to <laughs> applaud you for at least taking up a minute to say, you know what, that's a good pick. I do. I do like Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy is a lot of fun. Um, they remind me, honestly, every time I hear Fallout Boy, they remind me of high school. Yeah, yeah. That was my senior year. It came out their uh, their studio debut came out on my birthday, so it always has. I always think of that when I think of this band and like when I, I was like I knew, I know when I started listening yeah. to them was around that time. That, so uh, again, twenty years. It's funny because that's the same for me where, and there's a time where I didn't listen to music as much as what I do now, but Fall Out Boy, when I started listening to them, that's whenever it's like, you know, ripping all the uh, CDs, creating your own mixtapes, and Fall Out Boy was often starting the mixtapes. Like the actual. Oh, I miss that. It's cool. It's like a long, long lost art. I do miss physical media to a degree. I will still occasionally buy vinyl, but then it's like, God, I hate. I hate just taking up space with stuff. <laughs> um, and I do that with books and with movies and games. It's like, I love having all this, but uh, like digital media is easier in terms of that. But yeah. there's nothing like yeah. picking, you know, buying a new album, going through the, through the insert, looking at the, the, you know, the discard and stuff like that. Like I miss that kind of stuff. 
I'm 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 feeling old as well. Uh, that's for sure. But I uh, I like that pick. That's fun. That's one of those that even though we may be feeling old, it makes us feel a little youthful. I will say that even though uh, that is not on my list, my top three, I do have a third pick that I'm curious to see how you feel about it. I think that it might not be something that you're looking forward to at all. And that is the new uh, Taron Egerton. Uh, Egerton? Egerton. Egerton, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I still need to watch Blackbird. That's on Apple. but You do. It's so good. And Ray Liotta is oh, so good in it. So, so good. this is yet another Apple TV Plus pick that is coming out in select theaters, but it's coming out in the end of March, and that is Tetris, coming out March 31st. Uh, the trailer, at first, I'm like, oh, this looks kind of... I don't know. And then as it goes on, I'm like, maybe this could be a good movie. But a lot of it is sold by Taron. It's on the shoulders of Taron. And I think as we see more and more of his movies, TV shows, whatever, his performances, period, are just, it makes me excited to see what's next for him. And I do think it would make sense. I know he's kind of the front runner to be Wolverine, the new Wolverine. And I'm good with that. I'm totally cool if Taron takes over as the new Logan. But at least for now, we have projects like this to look forward to. I sent you the trailer, and I know you ended up saying, can this please, what was it, something about stopping the use of um, freaking uh, the Final, Final Countdown, Countdown using that? Yeah, That should be banned <laughs> from marketing of anything from here on out. Like, that's been done to death. And I... I Seriously, turn the trailer off about a minute and a half in. And it's not because I didn't think it looked good. I just cannot stand hearing that song. It's overused, sadly. And I feel the same way about that as at one time, the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter that seemed to be playing in everything, every movie, uh, yeah, across the board. Um, but yeah, that was uh, at least for like the final countdown, it's getting there. And oh, it's pa- it's well past that. It's like you know, <laughs> I feel like in the in the two thousands, anytime a horror film came out, they had that drowning pool song, "Let the mm. Bodies Hit the Floor," floor, and it was constantly either in the movie, or in trailers, and I I I can't believe we haven't gotten to the point where we've stopped using that stupid song, "The Final Countdown." Like we got to stop. But you know what, Taron, he's an absolute delight. Yeah, he's so much fun though. I can see him being Logan and or Wolverine, but I feel like he could be a more fun character. I don't know. I look at him, I see someone like Cyclops or something, and I think he said that he didn't want to do it because he doesn't want to have to hide his eyes. Like, he wants to, like, I, I don't know. That takes away from your performance, you know? Yeah. Not being able to express emotions through your eyes, but... He seems more in, in line with something like that. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, I mean, they're going to cast some... I mean, the I, again, listen to the Ant-Man episode. I have no faith in their casting for anything upcoming. Because <laughs> that MCU, <laughs> that ship is sinking quick. <laughs> and they got to like start pumping out some good stuff before I jump back on board. Because I have no faith outside of Guardians. Calling James Cameron because we've got the sequel to Titanic on our hands. The the fi, Figanic. I don't know what to call it. Figanic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that I think the movie looks fine. Um, 
I, the main attraction I think is Taryn. He clearly locked in some deal with Apple. You know, like we'll, we'll, we'll like a, I don't even know what you do, but you can tell they just kind of start recycling the same actors that they clearly have like Which lined up for multiple projects. I'm okay with, yeah. But that's not a bad idea. It's okay, yeah. Um, Blackbird though, like that needs to be almost priority number one for you at some point because it's quick, six episodes. Yeah, and I know it also takes place, it's supposed to take place at FedMet, which is based in Springfield, Missouri, right? Which, yeah, it was a huge surprise watching it. I'm like, oh, this this is where we, where I used to live, where you live. So that was fun and unique to, to watch. Yeah, that's, I, that's on my to-watch list. And at least coming up, what's sad is I might end up watching Tetris before Blackbird. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call your I'll call your boss and say, can he have the next like three days off? You really only need like <laughs> a day and a half to crank it out. But yeah, get on that. There's plenty of stuff I need to watch too. I shouldn't be saying anything. Uh, you want me to go to my number two? Yeah, I'm gonna put the second season of Yellow Jackets as my oh. numero two. It starts March 24th on Showtime, which is the same day as Fallout Boy. That doesn't seem right. I feel like I've screwed up one of the dates. Uh, but it comes out sometime in March. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, it's about... I know you haven't seen it. No. This is what you should be watching, too. A high school soccer team that's forced to like survive the wilderness after their plane crashes. And like one of the all-time great shows, Lost, it jumps back and forth between present day and the 90s when the crash happened. Uh, I jumped onto the show after season one wrapped up, but it is like fantastic. I'd call it water cooler TV. You know, when there's so many mysteries and and things that get people theorizing about what's going on, like get on Reddit. There's so many fun theories going around. Uh, Lauren Ambrose and Elijah Wood joined the cast this year. And the season one cast is incredible. Well, I know whenever the first season came out and, at work, there were a couple of people who were talking about it and loving it. And I had waited to start it. And I even at one time had Showtime and I was tempted to start it and watch it. But I still haven't. I haven't even watched a few minutes of it. But the cast looks great. And I've heard amazing things about it. And that's another show that is on my watch list or radar. And I now with this new season coming out, I got to. I might jump into that. I might do that. And then um, before before uh, freaking Yellow Jackets, I ended up having to watch the John Bernthal Showtime show American Gigolo. Oh, are you going to? It's got canceled. Yeah, I ended up watching the first episode, and that's whenever I found out it was canceled. Yeah, I was like, like no I'll point. finish that. Was it any good? It didn't look great. Uh, it wasn't as good as what I was hoping it to be, at least the first episode. But I'm like, that's the first episode. It's not saying that it's like going to be that bad, but it's wasn't sadly as like I had an idea of what I wanted it to be, did not live up to and that. And yeah, it's just hard to get invested when you know I don't know how the season ends, but just knowing that it's not gonna continue. Unless they were like, It's it's this is a one and done, it wraps up, but I highly doubt that. Well, my number two pick is uh something I'm curious if it's gonna make your list. Um I don't think it will now that we've uh, already had your number two, but this movie is coming out this weekend. Ooh. 
It's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut in theaters March 3rd, Creed 3, starring Jonathan Majors as the opponent. And this is something I have tried to stay away from as many spoilers as possible, but I've been watching the interviews that Majors has done, that Michael B. Jordan has done, and I have to say I'm loving these guys more and more. I didn't think I could love Majors anymore, but I do, and... Something that I just found out today, early, early this morning, and I did not know this was something, but apparently I'm one of the last people to know about it, but Jonathan Majors has been making his way around the circuit carrying a little cup. Have you seen this? Carrying a little cup? Mm. Yeah, just like a ceramic mug. Maybe? He, oh, yeah, because he, um, he was on Kelly and Ryan and brought his own drink. They commented yep. on it, yeah. So what's the, what's the story with that? So he did that, and I noticed that on like GMA, and I had it on, you know, in the background. And then I think it was Michael Strahan. I was talking to him about that, and so he said he started doing that after leaving home, where he was he'd carry a cup, but now he started doing that in interviews recently. But it's everywhere he goes. He carries his own cup, and his whole philosophy is um, carry your own cup because you're the only one that can fill yourself up. No one else can do that. You're going to have to be the one that does it for yourself to give yourself the motivation to, you know, to end up uplifting yourself. But don't ever accept that from someone else because only you can do it yourself and feel feel fulfilled. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting, like, philosophy and take on, you know, this idea. The dude just seems like, such a down-to-earth... Yeah, he seems very, very chill, very nice yeah. guy. And, and that's the thing that I love. Like, in interviews, it's almost like he's hesitant about answering certain questions. But now he's, like, next level because he's had Kang and with Creed. Um, I love majors. But then more than that, the reason, the other main reason why I love and why my anticipation is bumped up on Creed three is hearing Michael B. Jordan talk about his vision for this movie and how he has literally gone and approached this project in terms of how can I have a different take and view. And I think he's bringing something different because now hearing him talk about his love for anime and how he's applying that into the way that he shot a lot of this and how Creed, how Adonis is analyzing how to throw a punch, where to throw a punch, how to react and all this stuff, it makes me more interested and excited to see what he has to bring, not only to the project in that way, but also this very personal story of him and, and majors as growing up, you know, friends, but also something that I feel like we haven't really gotten in the Rocky and Creed franchise or franchises. And so there's, it just keep every day that moves closer to Creed three there's another bit of excitement that gets me leveled up for Creed 3 and ready for this project. I know you're already hyped, but I keep getting more hyped every single day that I get closer to seeing this movie. And I can't wait. Now I am peak. I would say I'm peak hype for this movie. Yeah, I can't wait to. I'm interested to see how Creed, because the, the, the first two are, are good Creed movies, but there is the Rocky Shadow so I'm interested to see how that character stands on his own, you know, in his own movie. And then they, I told you, they 
someone described this as we've gotten to the point where a creed is now apollo in this mm-hmm. universe he's like hit that mountain he is at the top of his game and we have this new character that was in you know served time in prison and didn't get his shot now he's wanting that shot and he's a nobody and that's the jonathan majors character and that is essentially i don't say the new rocky but in this yeah. way it represents rocky and that rocky was kind of this nobody that was given the shot yeah. So that I think is a super interesting angle to approach this. Um, I I have heard Michael B describe the anime angle in terms of how they you know worked on the fight scene. So I'm interested to see if it truly shifts or changes the way the fighting was shot and done and presented to mm-hmm. us because the movies I think are usually great and then we get to the fight and they're all it always ends in a fight. So you know where everything's headed. So I want to see where this one maybe goes in a different way in terms of presentation. And I also wonder, would it be interesting if the big fight at the end of this, Adonis loses? Yeah. And maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the what the beef is between these two and why they feel the need to fight. Because in the trailer, we're shown that they were friends and there is some level of hanging out and then it goes south for whatever reason. So I, I'm super just like, I can't wait to see what Michael came up with. And uh, yeah, this, this is my number one movie, or number one oh. pick, I should say. Uh, oh, I wow. expect it to be a knockout. The reviews, it's, it's one of those rare movies where the Rotten Tomatoes score actually improves every time they add reviews to it. At one point, it was like 83 percent last week and we're closing in on 100 reviews and it's last time i checked was at 91 percent. so that's that's incredible that doesn't usually happen and it's the third movie in this trilogy it's like the eighth or ninth overall um to keep cranking out you know solid content is there's something to be said about that i can't wait for Mm -hmm. this there's so many reasons to get hyped for this. Like I said, every interview I watch, every piece of information I find out, every time I talk to you about it, there's just something that is revealed more and more. And the, there's only one thing that makes me feel bad. Friggin' Sly Stallone yeah. <laughs> is being left out. Well, it's not necessarily being left out. It's just that he has, or chose. He has no... It's like he created something that lives on, which is amazing, but he's he's not reaping the rewards of it, and that is that's that's a bummer to know that. Um, I don't even know. I don't know how that happens or what the deals that are made that you lose, you know, rights to something yeah. that you created. But I can't knock Michael B. Jordan for wanting to continue this and and do something with it. And if this isn't a knock on Michael B. Jordan, but Jonathan Majors is the reason to see this, I think. Yeah. He he's like that next level actor, one of the few where just tell me that he's in it and I'm interested in the project and I will watch it. He looks he looks like a knockout in this. And this could end up being his best role. And that's another thing. I was watching a men's health workout and I thought, man, what Majors is doing is kicking Michael B. Jordan's butt whenever it comes to like the workouts. And, but there's another philosophy that Majors is like, the way I see it, he said, since I'm coming into this as like a newer actor and someone who I am like 
say Michael B. Jordan, comparing myself to others, like Mike's been in this much longer than I have. And, you know, growing up working on like Friday Night Lights and other shows and spending more time in this industry and having having like that more exposure with others as well. But beyond that, it's a, you know, what is what is majors bringing to the table? And he's like, for me, if I'm asked to be in something and I'm going to be in it, he's like, I have to look at, okay, what can I do that's taking it up another notch? Like if Mike does two workouts, I'm going to do three. If Michael's going to end up saying, we're going to do like, I got to do this. He's like, I'm going to do it twice. He's like, I got to take it to another level where I got to approach this and do it as best as I can. I'm like, this dude constantly just keeps saying things. I'm like, this, this is someone who's not just dedicated, but he's, he's truly giving it his all. And if, you know, and it shows, I think it, it, you can see that. It's baffling to me that he is not on more people's radar. Like you could say, say his name to some people and they're like, I don't know who that is. That, that blows my mind. Cause I feel like he's been in our consciousness for years and years. Yeah. You know, I know it was small stuff, but like the fact that maybe Ant-Man is the first, some people are seeing of him. That's, that's startling to me. But, yeah. Um, dude, that he's, he's amazing. And every time I see him too, I don't know if you watched his GQ essentials. This was years oh, ago. Yeah. And it's like the, I don't know, eight, 10 things that he can't live without. I wonder right. if the cups on there, I can't remember, but he has like this red beanie and he yeah. wears that to this day still. Yeah. I'm like, this guy seems so genuine. It did that. Sometimes the essentials, I'm like, this feels, I don't want to say gimmicky, but staged in a way. Some right. of these people, like, really, that's what one of your essentials is. All his stuff seems very genuine. And he's yeah. wearing that red beanie to this day on interviews for Creed 3. I, mm-hmm. Something about that I just think is, uh, yeah, he's, he seems down to earth, very genuine, very serious about what he does, which I appreciate. Like, you're doing a job. Do it right. right. Not everyone's given this opportunity. Um, and he's just simply amazing. So we could do, we could spend two hours talking about <laughs> his, his filmography and, uh, the, the dude's legit and he's going to be here forever. Yeah. I hope, I hope he's freaking nominated for Creed three. Uh, so you still don't know where they're fighting. I, m- I might have an idea, but once again, I'm still, I'm still trying to be as in the dark as possible on this because I just want to be as surprised in a good way whenever i watch it just remember that clue i gave you last week it's not a place i love but it's something that i love yeah i've been thinking about that ever since you mentioned that and it's just confused me even more um kind of i think i know what it is i think you know you know what it is uh so that's my number one what's your number one so my number one is actually something that i i thought we would share number two and one or at least maybe flip them but not my number one is the lack of Sydney Prescott. My scream queen, she's gone. Oh man. Scream six coming out, coming out in theaters the weekend after this weekend, second weekend of March, March 10th. We've got Scream Six coming out. Uh got Jen Jenna Ortega returning to the screen. She's our new Scream Queen. Uh Scream Queen. And this I and once again, I staying in the dark as much as possible. Um 
I have not seen the most recent trailer. I think it actually came on TV, and I did one of those where I cover my ears, close my eyes, and started screaming. Yeah, I look like I look like a, a psych patient <laughs> when, whenever that pops up in theaters or on TV. I, I, I easily could have just turned off the TV, but it was more fun just to you know do that. And so that I I am actually getting more and more excited, especially this idea of we've got Ghost Faced, this next level Ghost Faced apparently, and New York City. And just uh, one thing that I did see, and this was, I I think it was an image, and it was revealed, but uh, it was ghost-faced, ghost-faced holding a weapon. Yeah, that's I've seen that too. And that I uh, didn't want to see. That would have been cool to see that for the first time, but I understand, like, showing that in the trailer. But nonetheless, this is something that ghost-faced in New York City wrecking havoc and just laying waste to um what maybe halloween night on halloween night um this looks cool a lot of the images the posters you sent me like new york city and it's like the subway map but it's in the ghost face uh like with the colors color scheme all that stuff really cool i'm really excited to see this movie the other thing is it's just i need to scratch that itch for horror slash thriller i need something that's good that is more in the vein of something that is what what we like and what's typical of you know our listeners hearing from us and i just need that i need that in my life right now and especially like anytime i'm stressed or there's a lot going on the one thing that i can always count on that will end up alleviating that maybe i should be concerned my girlfriend thinks to, that i could be a psycho killer because of that reason um, because I look to horror as easing my own life woes. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I do the same thing. So I don't. We either both psychotic or, <laughs> or or both very very normal people. No, I. This is one of my obviously an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I just have some concerns. Oh boy! After that freaking official plot synopsis I read that just rattled me. I'm like, what? Um, and that I don't know. And then I I do have concerns. Like, is this really? I know it's New York, but it, are we going to change this up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because after five movies, the template has been been used, and I, I want to see if they can really go above and beyond. Now, yes or no? Do you think Sydney is in the movie, and we've just been left in the dark? Like that was all a misdirect. Not that she didn't want more money, but that. Something was maybe worked out. We just don't know. It. I think so. I really do. I think. I think yeah, there was. I kind of lean towards that. Too. I think there's a level of where that's it started that way, but then it kind of went silent. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot that came of that, or at least I didn't follow it up to a yeah. certain point. Boy, well, it, it was very much of oh, she's for sure not in it. Nothing was worked yeah. out. Yeah, and that that's where I think that we'll see her. It'll be kind of like the other scream, but and she'll be in the end. Or something like that. But she, I, I do think that my odds of her being in it, I would, that would be one of my predictions about this movie. She, Sydney Prescott will be in it. We need to move on, though. I said this with the last one. Like, I can't believe Gail's even in this. Though I, yeah. I have a theory, though. You know, this is New York, her shows in New York City. And again, I haven't seen any footage, so I don't know if she's in shots, like multiple shots. I think she's the first to go. Honestly, I agree. I, I think this is where Gail, takes it uh we saw dewey uh r.i.p 
And the last scream, I think this is where Gail goes. <laughs> I hope so. We got to like move on. There's no point in introducing all these new characters and then keep going back <laughs> yeah. to the old people. Like, let's move yeah. on. And the, they're so rewatching the fifth one. I still dig it, but they are so shoehorned in in unnecessary ways in that last one. Yeah, and they could have done it, I think, with just Dewey and then killed him off and not even have Sydney or Gale in it. But that's yeah, that's another discussion. Um, I, I would say that's how you bring in Gale and Sydney. That would have made it more interesting. And they pop up at the end and they're like, we got to take this SOB out or something uh, like that. I just don't want to know if I love Sydney more than anything, but I'm ready to move on. Uh, I, I, yeah. I hope that she's not in this one, but I would not be surprised. So big predictions, Gail goes first. Mm-hmm. She's she's going to be the opener. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That and Sydney's in it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for it. Uh, so this, you mentioned this is one of your honorable mentions. Which other ones made your list of honorable mentions? Well, I had MLB The Show 23, obviously, every freaking year. <laughs> There's new music from City and Color, Hosier, M83, Story of the Year. So a lot oh, of music. Man. Ted Lasso season three is in the middle of March. Um, Luther, The Fallen Sun, which is Idris Elba's show, which is wrapping up with the movies on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And then, honestly, Murder Mystery 2 is on my list. I thought that first one with uh, the Sandman and Jennifer Aniston was pretty fun. I, I need to see that. I'm still never seen the first movie, but it like the trailer to the second movie, the sequel, looks like a lot of fun. And the first one looked like a lot of fun. I didn't even know it was coming out. Like, I didn't know it was shot. And then randomly, I'm like, what's coming out this month? And I saw that. And I'm like, what in the world? But now, yeah, it could be good. Now, there's one, real quick, there's one of of those uh, that was not on your list that I had mentioned. And I can't decide if it would be it will be good or not, but it's another Apple TV Plus, maybe miniseries, but it's Extrapolations. Have you seen this? I did, and it looks... I don't know. It, it's like beyond on the nose. Like yeah. it looks like the most heavy handed show that's and, ever been made in the history of time. And that's my concern about it. Cause I'm getting so sick of these shows and movies. And I mean, I'm all about, I love, love, love. I've seen said this time and time again, uh, the Rod Serling style of writing where you bring something up and you have it symbolic, but make that symbolism go somewhere and be purposeful about it. And that's where I took this off. I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. A lot of good actors and actresses in this. Cast is amazing. There's got to be more to it than what we think, though. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, what are we doing? Is it based on something? I don't think so. At least not that I'm aware of. Man. Yeah, March is is stacked. Oh, yeah, the other movie is 65. That nearly was my number two. Adam I actually almost could have taken Creed off and put 65 on there. (laughs) Wow. Being being completely serious. That's that blew my mind. I didn't expect that. This is the dinosaur movie that we've we quite frankly should have been getting from Jurassic World. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of what it seems like. I don't really know what's happening here other than the fact that 65 billion years in the past. So are did they time travel? Yeah, so he he goes I don't know how, but he ends up back in so time. So that I think so. He's got the he's got the tech of the future, or somewhat future. It looks like back in time, and it's 
it's a good old-fashioned survival story. I mean, it could be fun, but like you said, this is like a good Regal Unlimited Pass movie just to go see this. I mean, I don't know. The more I think about it and the more I see, though, I'm like, I, I would pay for that. Man, I don't and know. It's a, the argument for me or the question is, this comes out the same weekend as Scream 6. Make a double feature. What, what do you see first, like if you have to? I feel like... Because I can imagine... Man. I can imagine, I don't know, 65, the crowd's going to be less, so I might crank that out and see Scream like on a Sunday morning because I don't want to be with a bunch of <laughs> obnoxious people. For Scream? For Scream, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, but man. then I don't want spoilers, so it's like maybe I need to see that Thursday. Honestly, yeah, I would say watch Scream first because you'll end up getting spoiled. There's nothing that's really going to spoil you on 65. And 65 will be one of those that I don't, I just don't think it's going to do very well. I do, I think that it'll end up bombing. I just don't think there, there's much word out about it. There's not Man, a lot I've, of... I don't know. I've I've seen a ton of marketing, though. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, mean I, they got that going for them. And that's it. Like, I just haven't seen a whole lot for it. But um, this does look like one of those movies that we should have gotten with uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Or at least one of the, one in the Jurassic World franchise, but I, ah man, I just it could be like a fun action movie, but I'm just not expecting much. I'm worried that it's going to be in the dark most of the time. We're not going to be able to see the dinosaurs all that much, so it'll look semi cheap. But I don't know. Like I love I love me some Adam Driver. I love it whenever he does action stuff. But I don't. I'm not hating on this. I'm just very lukewarm. Yeah, I worry it's it's maybe a little cheap. Now, before we scoot, Rotten Tomatoes, we don't have any reviews for 65 yet, but you you did 65, I did 66. Um, for Cocaine Bear, just lock that in for me. You said 80%. I said 65. It's currently, I think, at 70, 71. Um, so right now, at the moment, I, I think it's safe to assume that I'm going to get that. Yeah. Creed three, I have eight. This might be your first one of the year. I have eighty four percent. You have eighty five. That uh, yeah, I feel like you've got that one probably, but it's it's uh, too early to call. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing we can we can definitely wait on that. But man, that that definitely seems like a lock, um, especially with it going up. I'm surprised to see it going up like you mentioned earlier. Let's do let's uh, do a, a, a an update right now. Yeah, ninety percent. Ninety percent with eighty-two reviews, so we haven't quite hit a hundred. So it's possible that it could settle in the. I don't know. I I I I do think it's going to end up in the mid eighties. Oh man, I yeah, I do I do anticipate that it will go down. But man, I'm I'm pumped for it. And I'm going to review um, bomb it because it has no slide. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 does make me actually. Um, I'm surprised that it's getting that score. Now, granted, that's coming in completely blind, not knowing anything about the movie. Uh, but man, I just that makes me knowing that fact gets me more amped for the movie. So we got Creed three sixty five, Scream six. So we have a good start to the month, and it's crap fest, Shazam, uh, which is tracking <laughs> to be like one of the worst. DC movies, uh, box office wise openings. 
Which is hilarious because it looks so bad. Well, not only that, but it's coming off the heels of hearing that apparently Aquaman is complete crap. I hope so. I weirdly just want to see everything. I mean, The Flash is going to rule. I'm pretty positive. But these two movies, and I have no opinion on Blue Beetle, but Shazam and Aquaman, I weirdly just hope they fail. Yeah, this will definitely be a poop fest. That's for sure. I'm I'm fully I'm fully expecting, sadly, like the at least the movies that were setting up leading into the gun. I'm calling it the Gunverse. Um, now it's it's just not looking good. The GCU, is that a good name for it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The the Gun Cinematic Universe. We'll find out soon enough. Well, actually, not really all that soon, but eventually. Well. Film fans, thanks for joining us, and as always, keep watching.